Imagine, ladies, your husband comes home after church this morning and he says to you, Hey, I have to tell you something. We're moving. At first, you might say, Oh, where are we moving? Somewhere warm, like Florida. But you begin, as a lady would, you begin to ask questions and you say to your husband, Okay, where are we going? And he says, I don't know. And you say, oh, okay, well, what kind of house are we going to live in? And he says, I don't know. Are we moving to the United States somewhere or outside of the United States? I don't know. Will we live in a house that has one bathroom or two bathrooms or how many bathrooms? And he says, I don't know. Will there be a place for me to garden? I don't know. Now, there might be a few of you ladies that are spunky, and you might say, hey, well, let's, I'm, I'm in. But probably many of you would scratch your head just a little bit, and you might think, my husband had too many donuts in Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, too many of those heart-shaped jelly donuts. But now, think about this scenario. Your husband comes home this afternoon, and, and you know that your husband walks with the Lord, and he says to you, hey, honey, we're going to move. And you say, where? And he says, I don't know, but I'm convinced that God wants us to move. And you continue to ask your questions, and as you ask your questions, he continues to, to convince you that he's convinced that God wants him to move. As we look at our theme this morning, believing God no matter what, and we find ourselves in Hebrews chapter number 11. We find ourselves looking at the story of Abram, or we say Abraham. What God told Abram to do is just what I illustrated. God said to Abram, I want you to go. Hebrews 11 and verse number 8. By faith, Abraham... When he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him, of the same promise. For he looked for a city with half foundations whose builder and maker is God. The call of God for Abraham we find in the book of Genesis. And if you take a minute and turn to Genesis chapter number 12, you will see where God communicates to Abram concerning moving. Before we look at this, let me remind us that just as God had a call for Abraham's life, so God has a call for your life. God has a specific task that he wants each of us to do. Now, we know that generally speaking, all of us is to let our light so shine before men that they might be drawn to God. We know that every one of us, every member is a minister for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that all of us should be doing the work of the ministry in a general sense. But specifically, God has a task. He has a mission field. He has a job for you to do in a specific way. He had a job for Abraham here in a specific way. And he tells Abraham, Abraham, I want you to get out of my, this country. Look at verse 1, Genesis 12. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. 
Abraham responded, and we'll see this, to the call of God. Abraham believed God no matter what. And he responds to the call of God. God gives him a promise in verse 2, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Hey, when we look at the call of God for Abraham, we see that Abraham responded to the call of God. Do you know the proper response to the call of God requires faith? If you're saved here this morning, you know for sure you're on your way to heaven, God has a job for you to do. That job that God has for you to do is bigger than you are. It will take you way out of your comfort zone. I don't think that any of us, when we leave here this afternoon to go out in the community and tell people about Jesus, are going to go out jumping up and down saying, Yay! This is exciting! People are going to slam the door in my face. There's something humanly where our flesh says, Hey, this is taking me just a little bit out of my comfort zone. This took Abraham out of his comfort zone, which is why we need to recognize Abraham is in Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. He believed God no matter what because Abraham recognized that the call of God for his life required faith. Think about Saul, who we know as Paul. He was a murderer. He was a killer of Christians. He meets God on the road to Damascus and God saves him. And then God says, you're a chosen vessel for me to preach the gospel. Boy, that was out of his comfort zone. The response to God's call on your life. I want to look at this passage of Scripture in Hebrews 11, in Genesis 12. We'll look at these two together. And I want us to look concerning Abraham's response to God's call in faith. And I trust that we'll, his response will help us to walk by faith and fulfill the call of God for our lives. Let's bow and ask the Lord to meet with us. Lord, we need you here today. Lord, you know each person. You know the needs of each heart. Lord, you know the specific call that you have for each one. And Lord, at times we can fight the call of God. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't. I pray that we would believe you. We would respond in faith and see you do great things. Lord, you're a great God and worthy to be praised. We love you, Lord. Thank you for the privilege to love you and to serve you. Meet with us now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I want us to see, first of all, as we look at this story of Abraham, faith in God. When I exercise faith, it causes persuasion. Abraham was given... He was given promises of God in Genesis chapter number 12. In Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says that he went out not knowing whither he went. He, he was called of God and he was persuaded that God would do what God said he would do. In Genesis 12, he's promised many things. We'll look at that in just a minute. In Hebrews chapter number 11, the Bible says that he was called uh, that he, to a place which he should after receive for an inheritance. The more you walk with God, the more you see God at work, the more you recognize that God does what God says. 
in Genesis chapter number 12, as we look at these verses here, God says this, you go and I'll tell you where you're going to go. And verse 2, I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. By the way, this is why over there in the Middle East, the land of Israel is so important as we look at God's promise to Abraham and God, his promise to the seed of Abraham. That's why, by the way, it's important for us to align ourselves with Israel. I'll bless them that bless thee. I'll curse them that curse thee. But Abraham believed the word of God. And I tell you this, faith is taking God at His word. Faith is believing what God says He will do for us. And and trusting that God will keep His word. When we set out, and we'll talk about this more in a, in a, a, a later point here, but when we set out to build that building next door, humanly speaking, it was the craziest thing to do. We didn't have the money. We're a small church. But God convinced us that it was His will. He convinced us that it was His will. And all throughout that process, we had to stand on the promises of God. The songwriter said this, simply trusting every day. Trusting through a stormy way. Even when my faith is small, trusting Jesus. That is all. Trusting as the moments fly. Trusting as the days go by. Trusting Him, whate'er befall. Trusting Jesus, that is all. The last stanza reads this. Trusting Him while life shall last. Trusting Him till earth is past. Till His gracious advent call. Trusting Jesus, that is all. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You may be here today and you say, you know what, sometimes, Pastor, I don't have that persuasion. Sometimes, Pastor, I know I'm supposed to walk by faith and I'm supposed to believe God no matter what. Do you know what that means? That means that we got to get into this book more. We have to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We can be persuaded just like Abraham was that God will do what God says He will do. Secondly, I want you to see this as we look at Abraham's life. <clears throat> I want you to see that faith in God not only causes persuasion, but it causes performance. The Bible says that Abram did what God asked him to do. By faith, verse eleven of Hebrew, verse eight of Hebrews eleven. He was called to go out. He obeyed is the word. Verse number 8, he obeyed. If you look at Genesis 12 and verse number 4, the Bible says, after God's promise, the Bible says, So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Verse 5, Abram took Sarah, his wife. He didn't ask questions. There'd be a lot of questions to ask. By the way, we don't see, the Bible doesn't tell us concerning his interaction with Sarah, but we have to know that Sarah submitted to the leadership of her husband. 
I, I can only put my imagination to this as she said, well, what about this or this or this? We don't have record that Abraham asked God any questions at all. He simply obeyed the Word of God. He left his kindred. He left his family. He left his native country. Hey, he left his comfort zone. We can say he left his comfort zone. How many of you have had family to grow up and leave the area? Mine are leaving. I don't know what we're doing wrong at home, but mine are just flying away like crazy. That's the goal, isn't it? To shoot them out into the service for the Lord. But I tell you this, when you have a family and the family's close and then God moves people here and here. Hey, Abraham was a human being just like we are. He left his kindred. He left his family. Why? Because God told him to do it. It wasn't easy. I remember I shared this last week when I left home for Bible college. It was one of the hardest things that I've ever done in my life. But I'm so glad I did it. Because God had a plan that was bigger than me. And if I would obey God, God would enable. And I've seen God enable. And I've seen God work. You see, faith believes to act. The Bible says this, by the way, in Luke chapter number 18. Then Peter said, Lo, we've left all and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting. What's he saying? Saying in that passage, Your love for me should be greater than your love for anyone else here on earth. Jesus said it this way, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You see, our faith in God, in who God is, and in what God says He'll do, motivates us to action. Isn't it a privilege? You know, we always say, well, I have to go to church. And we, I said that growing up as a kid. Yeah, yeah, well, we have to go to church. We have to go soul winning. We have to go to the ice cream social. By the way, it's going to be fun. Come on, just come and have a good time. Yeah, you can, listen, we can have some lettuce there to counter the calories of the ice cream if you want. Look, it's going to be a good time. But you know, we often say, I have to, we get to. You know, if we were in communist China, we'd be there for a week or two, three, four weeks, and we had to, uh, undercover, we'd come back and we'd be a little more privileged. We'd be a little more uh, grateful for the privileges that we have to worship God in a free country, to get together and to meet and to love one another and to encourage one another. You see, uh, we ought to recognize that, hey, I get to serve God. The one that died for me on the cross and bore in His body my sin loves me. And not only do I have heaven, but He wants to use me here on earth. And you think about that. Why is it so hard for us to obey God. Why is it when we know God says give that person a tract that we sometimes will leave and get in the car and not having done it? Because faith, believing God, will motivate us to say, hey, I'm going to give out this tract. See, I have to believe God. Abraham believed God. Abraham had no idea where he was headed. But he knew clearly that God had led him. God had spoken clearly to him. And he obeyed. 
As for God, Psalm 18.30, His way is perfect. The way of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to all those that trust in Him. I think concerning Jonah. Think about the prophet Jonah. God wanted to use Jonah to be an agent of revival in Nineveh. What a privilege. I'd like to be used of God to, to be an agent of revival. Hey, the older I get, the more I am burdened to, to just do whatever I can for God. We, we ought to say, hey, I want to have a greater impact for God today than I did yesterday. I want to impact and have a greater impact for God until God calls me home to heaven. Jonah's perspective was wrong. Jonah was a little prejudiced toward these people in Nineveh. Jonah goes the opposite direction. Because Jonah's full of himself and not full of faith in God. And God in His mercy saves Jonah's life. In His mercy. You think about that. We have a privilege to obey God. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Abraham, I want you to move your family and go to a land that I'm going to tell you where it is. Yes, sir, Lord. I'm going to do it. Faith causes performing the command of the Word of God. Obedience. Number four. Number three. Faith in God causes perseverance. Faith in God causes perseverance. In, in, in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 9, the Bible says this, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles um, with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. One commentator said this, The road that Abraham would follow would be in the desert. He would go up from, from Ur to Canaan. It was a roundabout road following the Euphrates River to Haran, then cutting across desert land to Canaan. To fulfill his calling and thus live by faith, Abraham would have to travel many miles on the desert, even though traveling along the Euphrates River would cut down on some of the desert travel. Desert travel is risky travel. Sandstorms, heat, and lack of water are constant threats. The hot desert sun would make day travel miserable no matter what protection was provided for the travelers. The distance that he would travel was over a thousand miles. He did this, some by camel and doubtless much of it by foot. But the hard desert travel, obviously in living by faith, he's willing to do it. Abraham didn't travel in great comfort to Canaan. He didn't ride in a modern automobile with cushioned seats, air conditioning, radio, and a CD player, or modern expressways on which one can make excellent time. Neither was he able to take a plane. Hey, the camel would probably be the best, obviously walking by foot. There wouldn't be overnight stays in motels. You think about swimming pools and all the aspect of the motels, the comforts that we have. He was in a strange country. Abraham's preservation in Canaan was nothing short of a miracle. It emphasized the protection of God. Abraham's people lived in tents surrounded by Canaanites who were not known as peaceful, loving, benevolent people. They were vicious, cruel, 
and unholy. And as, so we just think concerning what God was asking him to do. God was asking him not to take the easy road. I think sometimes we like the easy road. We say, well, I want to do what's easy. And I'm, I'm, I'm for efficient. I am for efficient. But I tell you this, the call of God is not going to be easy. I, 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 I was thinking uh, concerning, again, this building and some of the challenges that we face. And I think it's, it's good for us to remind ourselves concerning the challenges that we face. You know, the bid on the building, when our building burned, thank God, uh, uh, they, they leveled the whole building. They, they called it, um, it was cont- not contaminated, but they weren't allowed to use it, whatever the word is. Um, that, what is it called? Condemned. Thank you. They condemned the building. That only gave us $170,000. The bid to build the building was like $800,000. And we think concerning the magnitude of this project... Of course, God delivered, and then we ran out of money, and, and we had the whole issue with the septic, and the township said there's no way the health department's going to sign off on that septic. And God had them sign off on it in three days. Ching, ching, ching. You know, we, didn't, we, we, uh, we argued that we didn't add anything or subtract what was there, and boom, they signed off. And the guy at the township was like shocked. Oh, well, all right, I guess you can keep it then. And we think concerning the challenges of... Even the, even the sprinkler system in there. Uh, to go beyond the, the 200 feet, you need a $25,000, $30,000 pump. Well, where it is located is just under 200 feet. Right in a nice little closet, nice and cozy, and hey, God worked that out. We just happened to know a guy, he's in heaven now, that knew how to dig. He had his own backhoe, and he came out and dug from the street all the way up to the building. He dug in his backhoe. Listen, we've seen the perseverance, if you would. I didn't think this building was ever going to get done. Now we ran out of money. We've got to still finish it. We're like, what are we going to do now? But I tell you this, God is able. Uh, they wanted us to sprinkle this building. I think another 80000 thousand dollars and the building is designed because the Lord gave compassion in the eyes of somebody that knew what they were doing that said, if you do this, you won't have to sprinkle this building. I mean, it's just amazing how God worked. But the call of God takes perseverance. Can I say this? You want to win somebody to Christ this year? Sow. The more you sow, the more you reap. And you will sow the seed and people will say no. You'll knock on a door and people will close the door. Maybe they'll sell Girl Scout cookies and you can at least buy Girl Scout cookies. Amen, Richard? Uh, But the reality is, if you sow, you will reap. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. Hey, this wasn't a gravy train for Abraham. As he traveled through the desert and as he, as he suffered through in doing what God called him to do. Hey, Paul told Timothy, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He said this, therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Timothy, watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. He didn't say ignore afflictions. He didn't say avoid afflictions. He said, Timothy, endure afflictions because they're going to come. And if I believe God, I'm going to persevere until He calls me home to heaven.
Hey, let me just tell you this. Things are going to get worse. You know, you think this week I, 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 I told you about the um, uh, ruling there in Minnesota in regards to abortion and what they're trying to, I told you this in the Sunday School, what they're trying to pass in California. And it's just like, this is crazy. Hey, this week something else will come up. That's crazier. And the next week, and hey, it's only going to get worse until Jesus comes. That's what Jesus told us. We need to believe him and persevere and keep on doing what he's called us to do. Number four, I want you to see this. This goes along with number three. But I have a separate point because I want to bring out something different when it comes to Abraham. And that is this. Faith in God causes patience. When I believe God... I am patient with what God has promised me. If you go to Hebrews 11, you'll see in verse number uh, verse number 9 and 10, God promises him, actually verse 8, he should after receive for an inheritance, um, verse number 9, the heirs with him of the same promise. What we're looking at, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. What we're looking at is that which would be received in the future. In Genesis chapter number 12 and verse number 4, the Bible tells us that Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Lot went with him. He was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. In Genesis chapter number 21, we see the birth of Isaac. Genesis chapter number 21. And we see here um, the years that he waited. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. You can do the math. 100 minus 75 is 25 years. And we think about the patience, the waiting that Abraham, if he was going to, if God was going to bless his seed, he had to have seed that God could bless. And at 100 years old, what does God do? He works a miracle. Uh, look, at, look at Hebrews chapter 6. Turn to Hebrews 6. Let me show you this. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13. Hebrews 6. Verse 13 to 15. The Bible says, Hebrews 6, 13, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Hey, I like the verse in Hebrews 11 that says he looked for a city whose, which hath foundations, whose builder and maker was God. Do you know Abraham wasn't living for just this world? He was living for eternity. And I tell you this, I've said this many times, this world is not our home we are sojourners. We are pilgrims in this world. Hey, our treasure ought to be laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And God hasn't come yet, but He is coming again. Jesus is coming again. 
And if I believe that what Jesus said, that he's coming again, and I have an anticipation like Abraham did, that, that hey, what I see on earth isn't all that there is. Hey, someday we'll be in eternity in heaven with him for all eternity. If I believe that, it's going to affect my whole life here on earth. It'll affect my perspective. It'll affect my priorities. It'll affect my purpose in life as I recognize that, hey, I have to patiently wait. God's ways aren't our ways. God's thoughts aren't our thoughts. God's timing isn't our timing. But we have to patiently keep believing God, and God will keep His promise. He will. Earthly friends may prove untrue. Doubts and fears assail. One still loves and cares for you. One who will not fail. Jesus never fails. Never. I've got to patiently wait on Him to deliver. Hey, sometimes we have things we're burdened to see God do. Hey, sometimes we are burdened to see God answer a prayer or see God work in a in a way, and, and God doesn't answer right away. Hey, we need to keep waiting on the Lord. Psalm 27, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hey, the psalmist said this, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in Him do I hope. He's never failed, and never will. Abraham, pack up your family, and move to a land that I'm going to show you. But I promise you this, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. Abraham believed God. God wants us to believe Him for what He's calling us to do. I've known people that know, they know that they're supposed to be in the ministry. And they've resisted and didn't do it. I know parents whose kids have told them, God wants me to go to the mission field or go into the ministry. And whose parents dissuaded them Well, you can be in the ministry here and dissuaded them. The call of God requires faith. We need to believe God. What is God asking you to do? Maybe He wants you to go across the street and talk to your neighbor. Maybe God wants you to make a phone call and get something right with somebody. I don't know what it is. Maybe you say, you know what? God has been telling me I, I need to read my Bible every day. And I haven't done it yet. Let's believe God with the specific call that God, what God is asking us to do, just like Abraham. It will be out of your comfort zone. It will require God's divine enablement, but it'll be there just like it was there for Abraham. Lord, we love you today.